The information presented in this podcast is not intended for the treatment or prevention of disease or any medical condition, nor is a substitute for medical advice. The information contained here in this podcast reflects only the opinion of the author and presenter and is in no way considered required practice. Welcome to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connects your brain to your brawn. Hi, this is Eric Fiorello, and I want to welcome you to Motivation and Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. Today is the 19th of August, 2018. Um, as we always say, definitely stand up, take a deep breath through your nose, out through your mouth, and repeat after me. I am a winner. I am a champion. I am unstoppable. Why? Because when you start speaking to yourself in that type of tone, and change the way your subconscious mind thinks. And it won't happen overnight, but if you keep listening here, you're going to listen to my voyage with it and all the changes that's been accompanying that, among many things. Um, you're going to see your life change. And you want to do some big things. You want to open a business. You want to go lift some stones. You want to go have a nice relationship. This is what you've got to do. You've got to get away from what you're used to. And we're going to get into that more and more. And I'm sure um, I'll bring him in shortly. We got our pal Cam Ford coming in here today. And I'm sure we'll hit upon mental stuff at some point. We always do. It's impossible not to when we're talking on this show. Um, Also, too, go out to FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Winners and Champions, Inc. That is our premier product. Um, There's 14 modules there. It's all the stuff we do and still do at the FBC Stone and Steel Yard. I think it's very reasonable price-wise, and this is stuff that you can do the rest of your life. I am going to add more volumes, but right now there are many, many things going on. And um, there's a a new product in the pipe right now that I really want to develop before it comes out more so, and we're going to release little bits and pieces here and there of it. But um, go out and check that out. Also, investing in Motivation Muscle and Fiorella Barbell Company. Once again, Fiorella Barbell Co. Um, You go out there to our pages, um, Prosperity Consciousness. The investment is $25, $50, and $100, and you will get something free with each one. goes right to my PayPal account, and I know how many people we've helped and keep helping, and we got solutions, believe me. You don't. One thing here, I don't know a podcast out there that gives out this type of content for free. We do with the idea you're going to come in here, buy the products, and obviously donate to the company. Many have, but if you can do it, we'd appreciate anything because we're building, building, building. Also, too, um, go out to motivationmuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Cam has been on once. Uh, he came in here, obviously. We welcomed him into the family. We are doing a second show today with him, and I plan, I, and I hope he does too, you know, 30 more years. That's what we want to do. We want to keep the quality of people in like Cam who not only bring it, but unselfishly give their time and solutions to people, and that's what it's all about. Pass it on. Pass it on. Also, too, sign up for a free newsletter on MotivationMuscle.com. 
When you do that, that goes right out to my MailChimp account, and whatever I put out goes right to your inbox. And if you know anything about here, we just give you tons and tons of content. And not fillers, okay? This is the beef that sticks to your bones. That's what happens here. Also, too, another investment. You can go out. It's on the homepage of MotivationMuscle.com. Buy advertising from us. It's very reasonable. Um, my phone number is there. That is the only way I'll speak with people. That's respect. And when you do business like that, you need to be clear about everything on both ends. So go out, invest in that. Um, also, too, uh, our YouTube channel, Fiorella Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Well, as I said, we have Cam Ford coming in here. And let me give you a little information on this gentleman. Let me just get this moved here. If I can move it. Let's see. Okay, here we go. Number one, he's a miner, a father, a bodybuilder, Highland Games athlete, and stone lifter. And one thing, um, if you haven't friended him on Facebook, you better. Um, this guy put on a show, literally, in stone lifting. Um, so damn impressive. And there were so many impressive people. Um, and one of the things I want to tell everyone, and I don't know if Cam knows this, you know, Stevie Shanks has been on here a lot, a lot more lately because we are doing some things, obviously. And I'm sure Cam saw these athletes. Um, one of the big things that is coming into the gathering in 19 is going to be the disabled end of it. And there are a lot of disabled athletes, obviously, lifting these uh, famous stones. Gary Clark is one of them, obviously. You know, Gary is on this show. Um, you know, he's part of the family. So, you know, uh, kudos to um, Stevie. I mean, boy, oh, boy, he's got the mind's eye for this stuff, and it's good to see this. Obviously, our pal Enzo and Lee, congratulations to the both of you. But the show's about Cam today, and we're going to talk about the trip of a lifetime. That's what I called it. So, Cam, welcome back to Motivation Muscle Brother. It's always an honor. Thanks very much, Eric. No, it's an absolute pleasure to be back on the show. Um, tell everybody out there, anything I missed, websites, anything you want to plug, take it away. Um, no, mate, there's, um, look, we're just getting settled back into life. There's, um, after the amazing trip, I'm sure we're going to get into in a bit. Um, yep. nothing that I've got to put out. Okay. Just, um, yeah. Well, for everybody, everybody that knows Cam and my, um, happy anniversary. And, um, if you didn't, you'll hear this. Let's see. Today's Sunday. This show should be up tomorrow. So send them a note and wish them both a happy anniversary. On that note, uh, I'll tell you what. You talk about a whirlwind of stone lifting here. Um, let's, let's get you caught up here. So tell everybody out there, you know, we talked a little bit about this offline, but obviously your intention, we talked about last year, last year how you wanted to be at the gathering, and this year you made it so. Tell us you know, and this is what I love about the mental end and the visualization and the training. You knew that you wanted to be there in 18. So kind of walk us through the events to that point when you jumped on the plane and you finally landed in Scotland. Oh, look, the, um, I'd seen, you know, a fair bit on the internet. I had started reading books, um, the likes of the stones and strength, and from meeting more and more people on Facebook and seeing more and more going on about the Dinny Stones. And look, they probably weren't, to begin with, my 
a number one target. My number one target going to Scotland would probably have to be and still will be if I only ever get to lift one stone is going to be the Inverstone. Mm-hmm. But there's a big difference between, you know, a 100, 120 kilo round stone that you can get your wrap your arms around and 333 kilos of yeah. awkward granite with a pair of shiny rings on. So I had um, I had started some training last year. Uh, my father's a blacksmith. He made up a couple of uh, rings with, for me. And I'd, um, I'd gotten a hold of some lifting straps and was just, uh, sorry, loading straps and was able to just keep on chucking plates on as I progressed. And then I kind of dropped that um, close to October last year, which I was getting close to a bodybuilding competition and under super low body fat. You know, you're pretty yeah. and low energy. You're pretty likely to injure. So heavy, heavy stuff, at least the that kind of stuff, um, the Denny's awkward things were pulled out. But once that competition was over, I, um, I started looking, going, right, well, I've got no reason now and let's let's go for this mm-hmm. um the as the months went by i you know putting more and more time and effort into the dinnies and here and there where i was doing natural stone work i sort of thought well i can at least get most of these off the ground right. um they're not going to be my worry um i need to put more time and effort into the dinnies so well you probably look at what is it, you know, after Christmas and then nine months later, eight months later now, um, I'd put in next to no work with natural stones, maybe two training sessions. Okay. Um, but I'd been doing dinny training twice a week on top of all my ordinary gym training. Um, as I work away in the mines, not able to amass enough weight, so I'd be only doing single-handed work while up on the mines. Mm-hmm. And while I'm back at home, then that was my chance to test myself twice under different rings. Um, so going into the trip, it was, you know, I was probably most confident about pulling the Denny's off the ground. Mm-hmm. But we we landed, I think, on the 26th of last month. Okay. And we've taken our time. We spent the night in Edinburgh, moved up to a Boyne, had a day or two's rest up there, and I was um, <laughs> I was actually a little bit uh, grumpy at the uh, amazing <laughs> weather that Scotland had put on. Yep. I I didn't expect to get off the plane there and be sweating. Yeah. Um. So. On the third day, it was quite refreshing when it was quite cool, but it also was pouring down with rain. Yep. And this was the day that I had planned to make my first attempt at the Dinnies. Right. Um, I'd, I'd spoken to Stevie Shanks, and you know we discussed about having a lift at the gathering after a week after, but I wanted to get this one on my own without the pressure of big mm-hmm. crowds and whatever. In hindsight the crowds probably actually took the nerves away for me. Okay. So in the day leading up to my first attempt and in the rain, um, you know, I had butterflies, something cool. Sure. It was going nonstop. And look, I'd, um, I'd lifted this weight many, many times in training. I had, um, lifted, you know, plus 15 kilos either hand mm-hmm. numerous times 
started, I went and visited the, the Stones the day before and just to have a quiet word with them and sure. let them know that they were coming off the ground the next day. <laughs> yep. And I was having a feel of the rings and two things were going through my head. One was simply how shiny they were mm-hmm. and how that compares to my rings, which were incredibly shiny six months ago. But since then, I've had a lot of use and a lot of chalk yep. take up on there. And I'm thinking, oh, have I been... Have I been going easy on myself? Right. And then, um, of course, there's the uh, the shape and the balance, mm-hmm. you know, which I really, really found out the next day. So the next day with um, a lot of local guys, a few guys that were planning on lifting at the Dini, uh, at the Dini gathering the uh, for the first time had come down to sort of see how I was going. Um, of course, I had Jim and Rosemary there filming yep. and taking photos and Brett Nickel, of yep. course, um, walking me through exactly how each stone should be placed, how it I might, you know, depending upon my lifting style, might want to change it around. And you've probably seen him with almost every uh, person at the gathering offering the same advice. He's, yep. um, yeah, a hard worker giving out his, uh, his knowledge there. But... I had 11 attempts that day in the rain, and the boys were working so hard to make sure the the uh, the rings were dry. I had my hands chalking up underneath raincoats or um, umbrellas, and it just wasn't happening. Okay. I I can't quite remember what uh, was holding me back. It was either um, you know I don't know whether my grip was slipping. I know my feet were moving in the mud mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, it did make me feel a little bit better at the end when uh, Jim Splane said to Meyer after the side, look, I wouldn't have even attempted it today. Yeah. But I walked away not blaming the weather in the slightest. Yep. I walked away, you know, thinking, okay, I've missed a trick here. I haven't trained specifically enough for this mm-hmm. and I need to go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went inside, had a meal, went away, and you know I'd planned to do my natural stone lifting tour after that. Sure. We um, after after lunch, I've stood up and my knees were pretty much just wanted to keep my legs straight. My patella <laughs> tendons yep. were that yep. inflamed from all those attempts. Yep. And because I don't necessarily uh, lift like a lot of guys with the front stone as sumo and use a lot of leg strength. Right. I use a lot of um, lower back and hips yep. to stand up almost like a deadlift. And sure. I actually twist to the side a little bit. And without knee wraps on, that, that yeah. Yeah, gets to the knees a fair bit. Yeah, torch so, the hell out of them. Yep. Exactly. So we've. Um, I decided at that point, right, that's it. Um, I've got to do something to make myself feel better. Yep. The Inverstone's half an hour away. Yep. So we went straight down to meet Mrs. Richards yep. and the caretaker of the Inverstone. And had a good three or four lifts of that um that stone, and because my knees were, you know, they just wouldn't want to bend that much. Um, I just had to one motion that thing. I just had to grab it onto my chest and stand up straight, bend yeah. from the hips. Yeah. Um, which you know made me feel proud. Um, Hell yeah. And Hell yeah. yeah, I was back on uh back on cloud nine, and I kind of thought, well, you know, at that stage, I thought, well, that's it. The Denny's can happen another time, you know, but this was my trip for the natural historic stones, the older 
stunts, yeah. more traditional stunts. Well, you know what? And, Not to interrupt you, what, what I want to say, too, is this. Um, when you went and got the Inver, obviously, three times, I mean, right there, see, a lot of people, that would have crushed them, all right? And, and I understand human nature. But you did the right thing. You, you got right back on the horse and you traveled. I mean, you could have sat there and, and cried and cried in your soup, so to speak. But you didn't. And see, that was that was a very valuable lesson everyone should take just from this point of the podcast. Is this? No matter what's happening, when you've got things scheduled, and say you have setbacks like that, and you're hurting all over. Be smart enough. Don't let your ego or let others talk you out of it. Unless you can't physically move or drive, get into that vehicle, have somebody else drive you, and get to that next destination. Because obviously, now you had success. Now you feel good about yourself again. Now you can put the dinnies aside. Maybe in the back of your mind you know they're there and you want to go back again, and you will. But see, this is the thing. Stuff like that would crush a lot of people, and they'd be done for the whole tour. And you and I were talking about the investment alone you've got to make to travel these places. Don't make an investment like that if you're not going to follow through. So I didn't mean to interrupt, but I think that no, was no, a no, no, very, no, important so. very important that, point. Very important point. Harks back to what we were discussing earlier off air yep. as well, that yep. nobody's going to get the work done for you. Mm-hmm. You have to, you know, if... You might get friendly words of advice or words of discouragement along the way, but if you don't go out and make that first step to right. make yourself happy, to make yourself, you know, uh, work a bit harder to go get a new job or go lift some stones or something like that, you got to be the first the person who's actually putting their foot forward. Absolutely. So <clears throat> from there, that took off um, uh, one stone off my list, which. I'd originally set out to lift 16 different stones, some of them being at different sites. Um, the A few of them we didn't make over the next week. And there is um, one stone all the way up north, um, you know, almost closest to the, one of the most northern points in Scotland that... Let me just get this up here. Yeah, the um, uh, Strathmore of Duraness, um stone. Okay. That, you know, at 160 kilos, at the stage where I was at and the amount of stones I was lifting each day and the the day's drive it would have taken to get there and back, I thought, no, that one can uh, that one can be for another time, I think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as we discussed off air, the, uh, the Pudrak, mm-hmm. um Look, I'd visited the property. I there was no one around. I didn't feel comfortable yeah. you know, walking, trespassing yeah. on somebody else's land. So yeah. we left that one. Yeah. But over the next week, and this had to happen during this week because we planned to have two days rest before the dinny gathering. Yep. Where, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking at this stage, look, my knees are shot. Maybe they'll be all right. Uh, in a week, usually they'd be all right in six weeks. Yep. Um, the amount of punishment I'm going to put myself through with all this lifting all around the country is probably not going to put me in good stead. If I've already failed at the Dinnies, well, I'm probably 
not going to get him in a week. But hell, I'll have a warm up on the day. Yep. And we'll see what happens. Yep. And so we went off. We were hitting about three to four stones, or at least three to four lifting sites per day for wow. the next week. Wow. Um, there was the odd day of just travel. Yep. Um, getting to, you know, our next sort of area. We did things a little uh, back to front. Um, started in the middle, then went up, and then had to go all the way back down again because I had my priorities, which was the Inver and the Dinny stones. Yep. And so we had to start in the middle of the highlands. And from there, I basically just split it, did the top half, and then came back down the bottom. Um, it was, look, I'd say, you know, out of highlights, mm-hmm. a lot of stones... Um, I expected if I was fresh, yeah, I could have put in better lifts. Yeah, but I think I realised after about the third stone, I'm definitely going for quantity, yep. not quality in yep. lift. Yep. Um, I I managed to shoulder the the uh, the Dalwini stone. Nice. And look, I I know on any normal day I should me personally should be able to get most of the 100 kilo stones okay. up onto my shoulder. Okay. But look, by um, by about the third lift, that was, um, my arms were just shot. Yep. And I was hopping back into the car after every single job and I'm looking going, looking at my hands, which are sitting in my lap. Yeah. And being defiant and yep. not lifting themselves up and putting them on the steering wheel. Exactly. They, <laughs> um, so I would... I would will them up there. Sometimes I would use my left hand to push my right hand up. Yep. And then I'd just use total willpower to get my left hand up there. And, you know, I'd, I'd just, the way I'd go on the first, you know, maybe two Ks, I'd just lean yep. and let my hands just steer the car a little bit. Yep. And you know, that between that and some ibuprofen with breakfast every day, <laughs> um, <coughs> you know, it is, I liken it to doing this amount of, heavy lifting, especially for someone who, you know, these are, you know, close to single effort lifts for me. Sure. These are close to one rep maxes. I'm, you know, you, you'll see obviously, um, high level strongmen that will lift this stuff two, three times a week, mate. Right. Um, and do stuff for many, many reps. That's, that's not me. You know, I'm right. a, I'm a 110 kilo guy with, yep. you know, about the strength that a 110 kilo guy should have. Yep. And this was like training my arms till they absolutely died. Yep. Three times a day. Yep. Every single day for a whole week. And I was waking up in the middle of the night in absolute agony. Like my, my um, I was almost like groaning. Yeah. Or, you know, close to screaming. Um, yeah. And I get up, go have something to eat so I could have another bit of ibuprofen. Absolutely. And, you know, hop back into bed or even massage them and then go back to bed. Yep. Um, but I think the, look, I've said to a lot of people since then, the number one thing I take away from this trip is I do not want to ever go anywhere as a tourist mm-hmm. and I don't want to have a holiday, especially one that I'm spending so much money and so much time sitting in an aircraft Yeah, to have, you know, just go and visit family and friends. Yeah. I need, uh, I, I'm kind of like a little bit addicted. I'm missing the sense of achievement and reward 
that this trip offered. And, you know, we were going out each day. Um, our directions were absolutely impeccable, but at times, you know, especially in pouring rain yep. and long grass, you're thinking, oh, God, are we going to find this? Exactly. Um, and, you know, Martin Jancic's, um his coordinates that he yep. gave out yep. are, you know, bang on and an incredible resource. And anyone that's, uh, you know, planning their trip should be using them yep. at uh, historicstonelifting.com. Yep. But, you know, there was that still that little bit of doubt at times thinking, okay, we're off out, you know, we're going to drive a couple of hundred Ks on a road that barely fits the small <laughs> car that we're driving. Yep. And, um, we're gonna we're gonna turn up there, and uh, number one, are we gonna find a stone? Yep. Two, if we do, are we? Am I gonna be able to lift it? Exactly. You know, could I lift it on a good day, or could I lift it today when I've you know I've got no strength left, and you know we might have had to have walked for miles to get to it, or yep. climbed over rocks, etc. Like the um. Uh, the stone at Cromarty, uh, north of Inverness, the Dropping yep. Cave stone. Now, Martin, um, James Graham had all sort of said about the climb, the the walking over rocks to get there. Yeah. Now they said walking. I I distinctly remember a lot more climbing yeah. than walking. Yep. And yeah, it, you know, to get there, this um. This is jagged rocks that are in between the high and low tide line, and you're going at it for about half an hour. Oh, and we're, yeah. <laughs> now we went we we went the wrong way to start with, and um, we made the trip a lot longer. We walked along the beach, which isn't a sandy beach; it's a beach covered in, you know, in pebbles in river yeah. rocks. Yeah. So it's not good underfoot. Right. Um, and I'm dragging poor Maya through there which she at no stage through any part of this trip complained. She, you know, uh, despite even having a bout of food poisoning. Yeah, I remember reading just, that. Yeah. Oh, she just gripped her teeth and kept on going. And I thank her from the absolute bottom of my heart for facilitating my uh, crazy adventure. But it's, um, I, I hope it was, if it was in any way, you know, a little bit rewarding, she got a little bit of that reward that I felt then I hope it's uh, worthwhile for her as well. Hey, you know something? Um, I'm sure she got something out of it, and whether you heard it or not, you can bet her wheels were turning in her head too. And you can bet she's going to want to continue, you know, obviously lifting stones, but uh, it'd be nice to see her at the gathering next year going after the Denny's even. Well, it's it's maybe she um she hopped up and had a crack at the little stone. Right, I remember this seeing is, that. Um, yep. Yeah, this is a um just just in between lifting groups when yep. no one was looking and she asked, Oh, do you think I can have a go? And Brett Nichols going, Of course, get up there. But, yeah, you know, hell yeah. No no one's you're not holding anybody up. Nope. Um she didn't quite get it, but she was moving that thing. So look for us she's um uh you know, for her size, yeah, quite she's strong. not a big girl at all. I mean, no, and you look she's... at right, and you look at like Lee too. She's not. That's a, that's a oh, misconception no. people get. Um, they figure guy girl they got to be gigantic. Yeah, body weight does help, but if you're not practiced well at that body weight, if you're not thinking well, it doesn't make a bit of difference. In fact, it'll encumber you and slow you down. 
So oh, dead right. You know, right. so that's it. I want to just ask you a couple of questions, then we'll go on. Go um, you know, you and I talked about, which is interesting, because I, I should really start recording a lot of these offlines, because everybody's starting to say that to me now, because of all the great things we're talking about. But there's sometimes things we talk privately with each other that we don't want released, and that's why I don't do it. But Cam and I were talking about the structure of the bicep, the power of the bicep, how, you know, when I tore mine on the first Iceland tour, I trained him, but not the way I felt I should have trained him. You know, hindsight is twenty twenty. You learn everything, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And we talked about, you know, building the chest because especially I believe the middle, you know, doing close grips is what I do in the rack are very beneficial because when you're walking or pulling or anything, those pecs have to become involved. And especially when you're walking with a heavy object, the amount of pressure on your chest is unbelievable. And if you mix in the heat or the weather or the rain or whatever, it can be a very dangerous thing. But the the idea of the power of the arms, whether you're pulling or wrapping and, you know, you're wrapping and ripping off the ground – this is what I want to ask you, and I already know the answer, but I want other people to hear this because I'm always <laughs> preaching biceps now. And I'm not talking, you know, taking 20 pounds and doing 150 reps. I'm talking you can mix and match however you want to do, but you really need to train big. Now, I do I – a, I have a number of logs, but I have a log that – they call it a log bar. Basically, it's a strip bar, Olympic bar, but – the handles on it are supinated. That's why I do mostly trap bar deadlifting because even though the tear has been fixed, I don't want to put any more explosion on that that bicep because when I had um, Mark Haydock on here, and everybody knows, man, that guy rips monster amounts of weight with a trap bar. And we got into this because I thought it was very interesting because I've had arguments with people about this. And I think he pulls like around 840 or a little more with a trap bar. Off the ground, folks. He does over a 1,000, you know, at a partial. So we got into this, and I said, okay, how much is it going to convert-wise? What what have you ever done with it with an Olympic bar when you convert back to a standard deadlift? You know, whether it's sumo or, or you know, however you want to do it. I, I like all the Olympic style anyways. He said, I lost 20 pounds off my deadlift. So the guy's still pulling 820 plus. Now, how many people other than there are people that are doing it, and then you got your Eddie Halls of the world that that lift almost killed him. Anybody will tell you, too, if you've seen the real video, um, it was kind of scary. But, I mean, you can't take anything away from that guy, period. And the people pulling and pulling and pulling. But really – is, say, 20 pounds that much of a difference to you? I mean, I, I, I guess in a contest, maybe. But look what Mark is yanking and walking with and all that. So, you know, the bicep, that's why I like the supination. But now that you're back and you know now that, not that you didn't know the importance of it, Cam, but how are you going to structure just your arm training and obviously your chest training towards your next bout with the stones? Look, I haven't, um, this has been what's been playing on my mind for, you know, the last two weeks um, since the gathering. And this, you know, I thought, okay, I'll have a bit of time when we had a bit of time in um, 
in uh, Bosnia afterwards to relax and, yep. you know, just fill back up with food again. Yep. And I thought, okay, somewhere during that time, I'll get some time to uh, work out, you know, first write my goals, write what my weaknesses are, and then figure out my new training program. Yep. And then I thought, okay, I'm going to get it done this week when I'm at home. And look, I just haven't got stuck into it sure. yet. Sure. Um, but it is going to go away from, um, you know, maybe not go away from, but to add to, you know, I'm yep. going to continue with my bodybuilding training because that, um, you know, number one, it's a good grounding for keeping size and strength on, yep. but more specific stuff for the stones. Um, number one, I know I need to get some more heavier stones to right. really practice that crushing. Um, uh, you or at least get myself um, to a strongman gym once a week around yep. here. Yep. Um, probably just be making some Atlas stones myself, I think. Yep. Um, outside of that, look, it's um, it is walking away from a little bit of the, you know, lots and lots of reps of barbell curls, dumbbell curls, etc., and really testing them, putting them under load from time to time. Sure. Uh, and look, uh, the the ideas that are all the ideas that I'd had so far that hadn't included um, just direct bicep work had been uh, pick up and carries. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, and I found, you know, obviously uh, weight is a different concept with stones compared to at least with Atlas stones compared to diameter. Mm-hmm. And you know, my my next sort of target uh, presented itself at the gathering in um, Charlie's Ardware Stone. Mm-hmm. Once you get up to that eighth and ninth stone, the, the diameter's really big. Like, yeah. I, I question whether Charlie actually got any um, any any gravel, any blue metal, any um, aggregate into those whatsoever, if they're just pure concrete. Sure. Because they are big, big stones. Yeah. And, you know, I would love to be one of those guys that um, – you know, has the who throws a million miles has those great big long ape arms. Yeah. But one reason why I do quite well in bodybuilding um, is because compared to my upper body, I've got reasonably short arms. Yeah. At least compared to my legs. So my upper body, you know, a bicep um, pose with great big long arms doesn't look anywhere near as effective as the same amount of muscle on a shorter arm. Sure. Um, so yeah, I've really got to work on that crushing and hugging strength yeah i mean you gotta have that and you know that's practice 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 you know picking up putting down pick i mean and then obviously what i like to do with my Husa steel stones cam is i i can i have three of them so i can set drills all over my driveway with them and I'll, I'll take something super heavy and maybe squeeze it as hard as i can clean it and only walk it 10 feet put it on a barrel go and grab the next one um, I found that's a great way to do it. And obviously I've got things outside. I've got those stones that can hang off these big toe chains, which are yanked right into a pair of six by sixes that are way below the frost line. So you couldn't, I mean, you'd have to hit that thing with a bulldozer to knock it down. Um, I'll tell you, there's nothing like having something uh, hung with chains that's supported like that and be able to just go up and set it at any height and bear hug it and stand up with it. And bear hug it and stand up with it. And knowing that, even if you get extremely fatigued, it's not going to let go and hit you anywhere and, and hurt you real bad. Uh, I do a lot of things like that. Um, 
it really, really, I mean, you know, you're talking bodybuilding, just with what you've lifted in this, in the last few weeks, your physique has got to be totally different from probably the majority of the guys on stage with you, because you, you, you can't go out, I don't care what these guys take or do or whatever, you can never build that type of thickness in just doing bodybuilding. When you're oh, lifting, tell me about it. Yeah, when you're. Yeah, my um, training in the last year for the yeah. Guinea Stones. Yeah. Um, one of my weak points, and it, it still is a part of my, um, you know, skeletal structure. Sort of means I tend to have this flat um, upper middle back. Mm-hmm. Now there's a lot of muscle there, but because of my posture and the way I'm laid out, you know, it looks like your chest sticks out a fair bit, and it looks like these this part of the back just goes straight down. Yeah. Now this, without any direct work. Over the last year, just attributed to dinny training, yeah, that section has grown maybe a couple of inches. Yeah, doesn't surprise me one bit. Um, let's get into now because I know we're getting near time. I don't want to shortchange on anything. Um, let's talk about the gathering now. I mean, we'll have you back on next month. We can go over more stuff, and and you know what I'd really like to do with you if you're up for it is um. Let's talk about our progression, you know, with the arm training. But I'm sure by next time I talk to you, you'll have down what you're doing. You know, share what you want. I know some guys like to keep things kind of quiet. Um, but, you know, I, I think that would be great because, as I told Cam off off uh, offline, and Charlie and Stevie and everybody's real privy to all this, and this is this is our tone here, really. We want to bring in as many new people into, obviously, M&M as possible. But we're talking stone lifting, sandbags, weights, everything. But but the mission, obviously, is solution. But the thing is, there are so many people out there that really need things like this. And I, you know, and I hear this, you know, well, I don't want to go lift a four. Well, no one's asking you to lift a 400-pound stone. But maybe you want to start in even with a 25-pound sandbag, all right? And the attitude here with everybody, it seems now, is as we see the gathering exploding, literally, and the new things that were just added this year with the Inver and the Yard Blair Stones, and next year, who knows what else besides, you know, we know the disabled uh, lifters are going to be prominent next year. Um, This is the idea. See, you got to come in and buy into physical culture. And physical culture is a lifestyle. You've heard Cam talk about it. I mean, bodybuilding. I mean, right there, look at the differentiation between that and lifting stones. But yet, they all share and drink from the same trough. Because we're all doing different things, but we are all united in what we do. And what he does in bodybuilding, you just heard him. His back, his back, his back. Now when he goes on stage, he's got a better back. It works the same way. He, You know, this is a guy that knows how to eat correctly, diet correctly. So that's the point of everything here. Let's keep spreading the message, and that's it. All right, Cam, you can add anything to that if you like, but other than that, let's talk about the gathering, and we're going to hear some good news momentarily. Yeah, so um, I suppose we'll just do a little uh, segue from where we left off with the stone tour before. But, um, you know, my last little day of lifting, and uh, that was two days down in Perthshire, um, around Charlie's hometown. He, um, we went down there, 
We didn't get to catch up with anybody on the first day, yep. but I knew the next day Mark Sheriffs was keen to come for a lift. Nice. And this was going to be exciting because this was, you know, uh, going to be the first day out of all these stones, all these days that, you know, and we've been moving so fast. So I didn't expect to catch up with anybody along the way. And, right. you know, in a way, I didn't want to put pressure on anybody to meet us in certain areas at an exact time because we were under such a strict schedule. But we ended up with, I think, uh, three stones to do during the day. Yep. And, you know, we thought we were catching up with just Mark. We met at Castle Mingus. And then he said, oh, wait, I'll just call my friend, Graham, Graham yep. Mustard. Yep. He's uh, he's not lifted historic stones before, but okay. he wants to come out with us for the day. Okay. And, look, I had the, um, you know, within the minute matter of a day, I don't think I've ever met anybody that I consider as good of friends after that short period of time. Yeah. Um, we had a great day of tackling uh, the Mingus Stone, saddling the mare, and we hit one other. Um, it. Oh, give me a second. And the yeah. Fianna Stone. Okay, and we honest, even yep. had, um, you know, our first spectators of the entire trip turn up, which I find really funny. Yeah. You know, if you see someone picking up a, a big heavy stone in a paddock and they got their shirt off and they've got a <laughs> kilt on, you'd, I'd be hitting the brakes straight away and going, yep. like, what are you doing? So yeah, yeah. took a, uh, a family from the Czech Republic to stop on this tiny little road and all get out of their car. And, you know, Mark gave them a... Uh, a Good, you know, rendition of a uh, of your textbook Scotsman with his brazen accent. Sure. And he gave him, you know, a bit of the history on the stone, and we lifted it for him. Yeah. Um. So we finished that day. Um. Finally, got to meet Charlie face to face, and he, you know, by that stage, all the natural stones were ticked off my list. Nice. It's, Late in the day, I was actually quite upset we didn't have more time. Yep. Um, we had a 200k drive that night to get to our accommodation, and I didn't want to keep the people at the accommodation waiting up. Yep. So we kept on pushing it, and we stayed at Charlie's for a few hours. We played around with some stones, and I was really keen to lift his personal lifting stone, right. the Gormax stone. Right. Um, and, you know, that thing was like a Rubik's Cube. Um, it's... The shape of it, it's really slippery. It it took, I think, you know, a good minute or a minute and a half for me to roll it around, try and finally find the right uh, hand grips. And, you know, I, I said to Charlie, no, 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 I don't want any help. Just, you know, you can chuckle at me from the inside. Yep. But uh, I'll get this. And finally I worked out, you know, what I could see is the only way I'd ever be able to lift it. And Charlie's finally gone, well, that's how I lift it. Okay. So that was... um another sense of achievement again. But from there, we went back to a Boyne and spent two days resting, ready for the gathering. Sure. Um, we, we arrived. The overwhelming thing for me at the gathering was probably, um, you know, meeting so many people I have, um, been in contact with over mm -hmm. the last few years. Um, so many people, you know, that I would consider friends. Now we're finally meeting face to face. Yep. And, 
you know, you thanks to your radio show, thanks, your, the um, Facebook, you know, a lot of these people, you know, I sit there and go, well, I even know your voice. Yeah. You know, I, yep. I feel I know you already. Yep. Um, so that was an absolute delight. It was a whirlwind because, you know, you're trying to, you're bumping into so many people throughout the day. Um, you can, you can't spend too much time with absolutely anybody. Right. But at that stage coming into the gathering, you know, I was, uh, pressure was off for me. I had decided, you know, I, I've done what I came to do. I lifted all the historic stones that I wanted to. And I was actually really excited for Maya to have a run at the Artware Stones. And, you know, I was ha- hoping to have a crack at them myself. Yeah. Um, but I still have this idea, okay, all right, I'm, you know, I've been told by a million people, if you don't have another go at the Denny's, you'll be kicking yourself on the plane as you fly out. I believe you. <laughs> and... Um, I said, well, you know, no, I'm pretty good at making excuses and conning myself into thinking whatever crap I think up, but and making excuses for myself. But I, um, I said, no, 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 they're they're right, and I will give it a go. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, okay, I will, uh, I'll just, I'll warm up and see what happens. Now, um, it was a, a little, a slight shock, you know. Stevie Shanks had thought, okay, I'd uh, failed the week before, my knees were shot. Um, he he kindly put me on as an official later yep. in the day. Yeah. And, you know, so I had still had uh, – he, he wasn't thinking I was going to have another attempt, and neither was I at that stage. But um, that morning we've kind of gone, okay, what group am I going to lift in? And he's gone, well, Mark Sheriffs has pulled out. You're in group two. Oh, you better right. start warming up yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> so in group one was um, Stevie, uh, Susie, and Lee. Yep. And we all know what happened there. We saw history. Um, yep. You know, yeah, um, saw an amazing... And I mean, that whole day, I think, personally, I think every single time those dinnies are lifted, um, you know, that's going in the record books, that's history made. Yep. But uh, for notable lifts for the day... It's quite obvious Lee's yep. takes the cake. That yep. was, you know, an amazing, amazing event to watch. Yep. Um, Susie, you know, I know if she rests up and, you know, gets through her injuries, she'll yep. have them off the ground. Without a she doubt. Diligently uh, get onto that. You know, you, know, um, you know what I want to tell you? It's interesting because I go back and forth with Susan's a lot. And um, when – we're going to release this video. Douglas Graham, who's the correspondent for Eminem over the ocean, sat down with Susan and Lee. And at the end, you know, obviously he represented Eminem, the whole thing, and they were talking about everything. And Susan said, and I appreciate the compliment because we haven't played it yet, but she said, there's no way you can't listen to Eric in that show and not come away like just wired, basically. She said, that guy just brings you up every time you listen to him. And I really appreciate that because I've heard that a lot before, but it's the first time it was ever said on camera. And, yes, I am sure. And her husband's been on here, Lance, total gentleman. I mean, he's made comments recently about 
how this show has linked everyone together and how basically the information that you're getting is coming out of here a lot now. So, you know, I didn't mean to interrupt, but it's important because I want people to know that if you don't know about us, come listen to us because, um, that's, that's the way we're doing things now here too. And, and I want to, and I know a lot of people have been linked through this show. I know that. And it's a great thing because, you know, as you saw, and you can bear witness to this thing, this event was was wild. In fact, that's what I want to ask you, and I, I didn't, and I and I want you to continue on. Stevie told me because I asked him. Um, I don't remember if I asked him on camera or off. I think it was on. I said I bet the energy there was electric, and he says it was unbelievable. Comment on that. How, uh, even before Lee was the second woman ever to pull the dinnies, and we know about with Enzo and everything too. What was it like? Um, Cam, when you came in there, it had to be like a buzz in the air, right? There, there was. I mean, the the bits I remember, and you know, it was an overwhelming day. Yeah. Um, the bits I remember most were, you know, standing back in sort of the lifters area where yeah. the um where the cameras are, where the warm up weights were. Yep. And sort of realizing, you know, you're you're rubbing shoulders with amazing athletes yeah. every single one of them you know some highly decorated i mean you know andrew kenny there was sure. what, five world championship you know uh, uh powerlifting uh, you know achievements under his belt um uh, jamie gorian you sure. know um competing in world uh, you know being a um world strongest man qualifying yep. competitor yep. um you know so much uh so much talent there and there's this, you know, sort of one equalizer there, and that's that's these stones. Yeah. Um, and nobody, you know, and this is one thing that uh, keeps turning me back to uh, strongman stone lifting in Highland Games. At least the parts that I've experienced is that everyone's just so welcoming and open, and it, it's it is at times a lot of the time the complete opposite in bodybuilding. Oh, without a doubt. People yeah, worried about themselves yep. and you know awfully narcissistic. But the atmosphere there, look, everyone constantly um, supportive of everybody's lifts. Uh, every single noise when somebody's about to lift, place went silent. Yep, they start pulling. Everybody in the crowd is yelling at them. I mean, I I got um, you know I don't know if you've heard it before, but a um, you know, I got up there for my lift finally, yep. and I can't remember which attempt it was, but um, I ended up hearing Aussie, Aussie, Aussie. <laughs> awesome. And, yep. Like, I didn't expect to hear that in Scotland. Yep. yep. But, um, yeah, so um, I suppose, long story short, we've been dancing around it a bit. I had my two attempts at the Dinnies. Yep. And, look, it just wasn't happening again, and I've just gone, okay. I've, I've resigned myself. This isn't going to happen. And finally, it's come for my turn for a third attempt. And Brett Nichols having a look at us. And I've gone, what do you reckon? I try a hook grip this time, eh, Brett? And he's gone, like, straight away, oh, hi. Yeah, do it. Because, you know, I, I wouldn't want to hazard a guess, but I by the vast majority of people, I'd say almost 90, 90% or more hook grip to hold yeah, on to the Yeah, that's what stuff. I figured, yeah. And I had been that stubborn 
bastard who doesn't like pain. Yep. So I'd rather just put up and try and make my grip stronger and stronger and stronger yep. over the last year and a half. And, you know, it had got me there with my rings and in training, but these these rings just aren't the same. They're yep. not going to be the same as whatever you manufacture. Yep. Um, so, you know, I've, I've stuck the thumb in. It wasn't a pretty lift. <laughs> they came up and I was I was off balance, so they went down pretty quickly after that. But they came off the ground. Congratulations um, on that too. That's awesome. Thank you. So that that had um, you know the very the last tick basically on the list of every stone we went out to visit. Yep, they'd all had the wind put beneath them. Uh, hey, in one shape or form. Hey, as they say. There's nothing like short and sweet because you got you came for the uh, Denny's. Obviously, you did all the others minus a few, but you got it. And and what a way to walk out with your head up high to do those Denny stones that had basically slaughtered you the previous four, five, six times. And you went in there, you changed. Your, see, that's what I said before in the beginning of the show. You've got to, you've got, you know, whether it's ego, whatever it is, see, you decided, you made a decision, which you have to do, and you changed your philosophy a little bit, your grip. Whether they were, whether you were off kilt or not, you lifted them off the ground. And that's the bottom line, all right? It doesn't have to be pretty to be a legal lift, and you did it. And see, that's why I said in the beginning, in the middle, if you're going to take anything from this show today, be and have the ability to change, okay? Change. Whether you succeed or not, that's irrelevant to me. But you had the ability to say, I'm not going to let my ego, I'm not going to let public opinion, I'm not going to let others around me dictate. And once again, by doing that, even, you know, you said something to Brett, he said, you know, basically what, what happened? You got him. And, and, and that, to me, is the most important thing of all of this. It's like having the ability to make the decisions, make a decision rationally and fast and go and do it. I congratulate you on that, brother. I, that's an Boy, you talk about, as I said, the trip of a lifetime, whirlwind tour. My God, man. How many people do that? Yeah, but, you know, how many people do that in their life? Well, I, I did have um... – uh, comments from um, I think um, uh, Lance Holland Keen had uh, sure. put in well, you know about my Ardlair stones run, and I I got the seventh stone up and the one thirty six, the eighth stone that yep. got to my lap, and then I just didn't have anything left in my arms to stand up with that. Sure, thing. and he's gone. Well, look here, you've just had an epic stone lifting tour without a doubt. And other people had said, you know, I think uh, maybe James Graham might have said, or it might have been Martin Yancey's. Oh, it took me a month to get all them. Yeah. And I realized, like, you know, the guy from Australia just has to pack it into his, you know, week-long trip over there and yeah. try and get as many done as possible. So, um, yeah, I – look, the sense of uh, reward and achievement, um, unparalleled with anything I've I've ever attempted. Yeah. Um, you know, I know there's obviously a lot more real-world pressing issues – that are at hand, but this was something bloody difficult. Yeah. And it's, um, you know, something I always managed to get to. Uh, I have, though, as a normal, everyday human being, come away with a whole heap of criticisms about my form on each lift and go, right, here's my points for improvement, and goddammit, I'm going to 
get back there hopefully someday and yep. get each one of them a little bit higher than they were the last time. Oh, I'm sure you will. I mean, hey, you've done them now, so now you know what you got to do. See, that's the that's difference. Right. I mean, you're not going over there now and, you know, okay, here's like you just did. All right, there's some things now. I got them, but now I know what I've got to work on to become stronger, to do them that much better, quicker, higher, whatever. This is the way it is. And, you know, you made the point of there's more pressing things in the world. Yeah, there is, but you know something? This is my – this is my uh, um, how do I want to put it? This is going to be like how, what I'm going to take from you with this show is this. Um, yeah, there might be more pressing things out there, but if more people went after their hopes and dreams and put them into action, you wouldn't have half of the BS that's going on today outside in the world. I'll leave it at that. But how you construct yourself, well, you got to construct yourself from the inside out. All right. And, I, and, you know, the next show, we will even touch upon this. And as I said to people, and I mean this, you know, people pay thousands of dollars to buy information to how to construct their life, how to go after their goals. And I'm not saying I'm not going to put things out that I'm not going to charge for because I am. But I've given everybody this invitation. Right now, you're actually taking a ride with somebody that is actually living the things that people are selling to you right now. You are going with a guy that's not only an entrepreneur, a guy that has these monster dreams to get back over where he hasn't been able to get over to lift stones because the business has got to come first. I don't have one, I have two. All right? And you don't and most people have no idea what's going on behind the scenes and you don't need to. But my point of the matter is I'm giving you an opportunity to ride along with me. So if you ever want to go and chase and capture and be something a little more, boy, oh, boy, you want to talk about learning? Because I'm giving you direct from my mouth what I'm dealing with and how I've fixed it and how I'm going to the next thing. This is what it's all about. So anything you're hearing on today's shows, previous shows, future shows, coming from our family here of guests and myself, these are people that are living it. And most people don't live it. All right? So... You're getting an opportunity now to give you the influence and the wherewithal to say, hey, you know what? Cam and Eric are right. I need to do this. And I need to start making a plan. I need to be decisive. I need to believe in myself. And I need to forget about all the other nonsense around me. You can start capturing that within you. You're going to be successful as hell. And that's what I'm going to leave it with. Uh, Cam, summarize anything. Um, like I said, if there's anything you want to give out, be my guest. I will give out my material, and we will get ready because uh, this was an exceptional show, and it will be really interesting to talk to you about, on the next time about what you are doing to shore up what you, f- you feel needs to be changed for your next tour. Um, and we'll just go from there. So take it away, my friend. Thanks, Eric. Look, um, I think my personal takeaway from all of this has purely been, you know, just don't be a passenger. Put something in place. Get stuck in. Um, The sense of reward and achievement will far outweigh the work that's gone in. Um, You know, a a smile that you've put in, you know, blood, sweat and tears to earn is much, much bigger than a smile that, you know, you get from sitting around and relaxing. Um, so, yeah, that's 
uh, my bit from me. Um, thanks very much for having me on the show, and thanks for letting me uh, tell my story. Absolutely. It was a great story, and I'm sure there's more we can talk about in the next one. Um, this is Motivation Muscle Streaming Radio 24-7. As I said, Winners and Champions, Inc., that is our premier product. Also, to invest in this company. I mean, listen to this show that we just did. It's, it's absolutely incredible. I mean, there's gold through every vein in this show. Go and listen to this a half a dozen times or more. I guarantee you, you will get something every time. I have people, I've been saying this, contacting me that are going back to my very first show and saying there's still stuff in there that they missed. And that's almost a thousand shows ago. How's that? And I was nowhere near like what I'm doing now. But, you know, we all talk about improvement. That's what it's all about. Dedication, improvement, belief, conviction, courage, all those great things. It's just the way it is. Um, so, also, too, um, if there's a sh- – let me see here. I got, I got lost in my train of thought. Investment, as I said, uh, prosperity page on motivation, muscle – or on um, FiorelloBarbellCo.com. Invest in us, I guarantee you, $25.50, It would be the best investment you ever made. Also, to MotivationAndMuscle.com slash category slash podcast. Cam and I now, we're on our second show. Go out and look at all the shows out there. There is just a vault of material. I, I would tell you, go out and look at everything. Listen to everyone. There is just so much beneficial material out there. Also, too, Go out to uh, sign up for our newsletter. That goes right to my MailChimp account, and you know the amount of content we put out. That will come to your inbox. Um, Also, to go out to MotivationMuscle.com. Invest in the company. Advertise with us. You can't beat it. Um, 30 years, we're going to be around. We'll make you a lot of money, and us too. And the more money we make, the more investment we're going to make into you. The company, as the company grows, you're going to grow with us. So think about that. Also to our YouTube channel, um, Fiorello Barbell Company, Real Men, Real Strength, Real Power. Um, as I said, if there's a show you'd like Cam and I to do, send me an email at FiorelloBarbell at NICAP.R.com. We're on iTunes and Stitcher. We get five-star reviews every time. Go out and write us a note. Let everybody know what you think of me and the show and everybody on here. It is much appreciated. You can get us in your car 24-7 through AHA directory, which is pronounced AHA. If someone seeks you out in the gym or the concrete jungle, never be afraid to give five words of inspiration. It will change your life forever. As my mom said when we were kids, never be afraid to say hello to someone or give them a smile for that day. You don't know what people are going through. Believe me. And in today's age, boy, oh, boy, there is a lot of bullshit going on all over also too and you don't have to fall for it come on in and listen to us i guarantee it's going to change you totally for only the good also too if you're going to lift it bend it break it twist it pull it press it squat it if you're going to lift stones turn them into dust the great Husa steel stone crusher and blood red says domination we are domination we clear cut the path we don't follow anyone's dominate, obliterate, and dent everything in, our, in your path. No one will ever clip our balls. And as Russell Fur says, when I listen to your shows, I swear there's testosterone dripping out of my speakers. More like a tidal wave, brother. And it's going up one story at a time, believe me. It is huge. 
Also, too, Frank Klein, my greatest business college professor. Repetition, repetition, repetition. My dad, be a leader, not a follower. Be a leader, not a follower. Frank, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, John Ridge, my greatest chiropractor ever. He'd walk every patient to the door, no matter how busy he was, and say to him, keep smiling. Say those two words. We talked about the shifts mentally yesterday on Gara's show. You could be in the worst mood ever. You say keep smiling a half dozen times. Watch the paradigm shift. You're going to start thinking positive, and you will get that smile on your face. John, my dad, and Frank, if they're only here physically, we'd have them on the show probably every week. You guys and gals would have loved them. I'm telling you, I miss those three people like you can't even imagine. Unbelievable people. Also, too, be a steward of strength. Don't stand on the side of the road and watch the world go by. Tell a hundred more of your friends we're coming because we won't knock on your door or kick it in. We'll blow the roof off your house. Come on in with us for the next 30 years. You need us and we need you. And especially if you have young kids, come on in. We've tried to clean up the language totally. We put stuff in Etched in Stone for kids. That's our kids page. Join our Etched in Stone, period, males, females, I don't care. Come on in. We want you. But, you know, this is all very important. Les Brown, you all have greatness in you. We take it two steps further. We believe in you. And we got your back. And before I sign off with Cam, I'm going to read a short poem. And I know if he hasn't heard this yet, he will appreciate this. This is by, this is out of, of Stones and Strength by our great friend, the late Steve Jack and Peter Martin. And it's about the inverse stone. Rest while you can. Enjoy each night you sleep in the mud. Cherish the blanket of highland grass that until now has kept you warm and safe. For in a couple of moons I'll be calling Steve Jack. As I said, that's a metaphor for life. You call life. Because if you don't, life is really asking something from you. And you need to measure up. And we always say that. So, before we sign off, that's exactly what I mean. You need to own up to life. Life is calling on you to do something great. You've heard Cam talk about his endeavors, where he's going, where he's planning with all these great stones. Life called him, and he answered the bell. And when you listen to this type of material and these inspiring stories, does it not call you? Seriously. Because if you're not hearing the call, something's wrong. So get rid of the layers of crap that's been laying in your head for the last couple decades and get on the train with us because I guarantee you, you're going to taste success like you never have before. And remember this, nobody came in the world a loser. You're all winners, champions, and unstoppable. Cam, it's been a great show, brother, and it's great to have you on. Thanks very much, Eric. No, it's been uh, my pleasure and, yeah, an honor to be back again. Thank Thank you, you, sir. Thank you. So for Cam Ford, this is Eric Fiorello. This show will be up on Monday. Um, We've got a a big week, too. We've got a couple new people coming in. Um, We've got Steve Cotter on. We've got uh, Francis Brebner coming in on Tuesday. Um, It just gets better and better, and I'm glad you're all part of it. So have a great rest of the weekend. We will talk to you soon. And as I said, go out and do something special. Thanks, everyone. 
Thanks so much for listening to Motivation and Muscle, the podcast that connected your brain to your brawn. We'll, we'll see, see you next time. time.